Hi, and welcome to Tribe Talks, a series of curious conversations with entrepreneurs, practitioners, scholars, and business leaders who have diverse perspectives on how a human-first approach is better for business. Welcome to Tribe Talks. My name is Andreas Kratzer. I'm the founder of A Tribe Called Humans, and I'm very happy to have a special guest today, Marta Michniewicz, the collaborator of A Tribe Called Humans. And yeah, next to her collaboration with A Tribe Called Humans, she's a solo entrepreneur conducting recently research in the field of mental health, pre and post COVID with a focus on female body dissatisfaction. So very interesting field, Marta. Welcome uh, to Tribe Talks. Hi, Andreas. Uh, glad that you invited me. Glad to be here and really looking forward to it. Marta, uh, at the beginning of our podcast, we always jump in with a little icebreaker or warm-up question. And so, as you know, we are driving or we are forcing to think all about what works better for people, works better for business. So that's our focus topic to put humans first. And that's also my first question to you, Marta. What is better business for you? Yeah, great question. As we realized that post-COVID, or right now we're still in it, but one day it will be post-COVID, everything got accelerated. And also communication changed a lot. How teams are communicating due to remote work, of course. But for me, better business is when teams achieve really to dive deep into their, their human interaction. That means it should be fostered by transparent and fearless communication and also some fun and kind listening. Of course, everybody has his goal of his or her goals um, and everything, also, especially in the startup and VC scene, is very fast paced. But results are achieved, in my opinion, through self-realization, passion and trust. And trust is such a key factor right now for better business, for the individuals with each other. So when organizations are truly authentic and embrace uncertainty as a team, they work together as equals, they grow together. Great answer, Marta. Thank you for that. And you mentioned something really special. So being authentic. I think that's a great bridge for our topic today. So you and our founding member, Lisa Hill, you started a VC initiative, so it, it's all about how can we help startups or um, VCs and startups to really focusing on their why and not on their what. So it's all mm -hmm. about purpose. It's really a great initiative where you punch the line that focus on your brand, not on your product. Uh, really mm -hmm. interesting initiative. So can you maybe yeah, let us know what's behind that? Brand is a core strategic asset nowadays, not only for B2B companies, especially for B2C or D2C companies. So when you are in the fast-paced startup scene or in the fast-paced venture capital scene, brand is something that is not on your everyday operational topics. And it can't be. It can't be because defining your purpose is a process of contemplation, of a team contemplation. So when you are a founder's team, both founders have to align on certain values. And, and this is something that we usually, you know, I had been working in like, mm -hmm. clinics before and as a therapist, defining our purpose is something we don't do every day. We do it usually on our birthday, on New Year's Eve, or uh, maybe on holidays. We, we ask ourselves, hey, what do we want to do? And what is really driving us to, especially nowadays, have an impact in the world like it is and making the world a better place? And this is what startups do. They solve problems. So the VC startup initiative that I launched together with Lisa is to support 
on the one hand, venture capitalists, but on the other hand, startups to nail this brand purpose with the support of the tribe. Great. So I already know a little bit about that, but there's a really interesting point I think you made. Purpose is not a new thing. So we're talking about purpose since a few years now, but I think especially these times we live in makes purpose much more important than before. So having a stand, being clear who you are, mm -hmm. having a reason for being. So I think it's not only focusing on the product and the what, so what we do and what kind of problems we solve, it's much more about why we solve this problem. And I'm totally with you. It, it helps people, especially internal, but also external to focusing on a Northern star. And this Northern star leads them through crisis, through hard times. So at the Tribe Called Humans, we always talk about being more resilient. And I think mm -hmm. purpose could be a great thing to be more resilient as an organization. I think this comes really also with the mental health. So being resilient to know who you are, that gives you an environment where you can unleash your potentials. Exactly. I, I always say that being mentally stable and resilient, it also needs to say 1000 times no to other things that you aren't, because that defines who you are. You need to say no to a lot of things who destabilize you, for example, or who aren't your real truth. When you don't live your truth, you get sick. People are asking themselves, what, what is my purpose in life when they are in crisis? And this mm. is what the healing effect of crisis and of sickness is. And I'm a profound believer in it. And I, I supported people so much in it. When we talk now about business, Of course, we are in, in, in crisis times and everybody hopes that it will be over someday and, and things will stabilize. But I would say that they don't stabilize themselves from nothing. Everybody has to contribute to it. So when you had the chance to find your own truth in those times of lockdown and connect to yourself somehow, it's much easier to advance afterwards or to get out of this freezing state. Nice thing that you said before, it's also written, I had found it in Harvard Business Review, that to navigate through times of disruption is much more easier when you have the purpose as a guiding light that helps you to get through these times of uncertainty. So it's absolutely proven that It's worth it to do the work yeah, and to work through it and find your answers. Really great to hear that from you, Marta. So as I told our audience, you worked as a manager at a VC, what looks for um, interesting health and tech um, startups uh, all over Europe. So what did you experience? Why are startups not able to build a brand from day one? What kind of reasons do you see there or what do you experience? My time as a venture capitalist was as a platform manager for Hill Capital, which is a health tech early stage investor based in Berlin. And I was absolutely uh, overwhelmed by the speed and passion that venture capitalists have on their everyday business and how well connected they are at the same time in this search for interesting startups who will really be winners on the market. But when you talk to startups, they have great ideas and they have passion and they want to change something in the world. They want to solve something. But 
defining this brand purpose is not necessarily something that everybody can do. To speak the language of the consumer when you are a D2C or a B2C brand, when you speak the language of the businesses you address, is something that you learn. And this is the problem which I experienced quite often. If you can't explain your startup or the things that you do in three sentences that even a six-year-old could understand, this is the challenge, then you have, we have to work through it once again to make it really easy and break it down to the point. What are you doing? What are you solving? The problem? What sort of problems are you solving? And like I said, it's much easier from my point of view to get support by this process. In this mm -hmm. process, it's like when you are in the supermarket, you could try to look on your own for the tofu. Where is the tofu in this huge supermarket? And then you search all the shelves or you just ask, somebody who works there, where you find it. And then it's much easier and much faster. <laughs> I always ask. <laughs> no, I think that's a great picture. I'm totally with you. Sometimes it helps really to get an external perspective on things. Unleashing a purpose of organization or a startup or um, a company. I think they're experts in what they're doing. So they're experts in their products. They are programmers and they really in this thing. And sometimes it's really important that with a framework or how to unleash a purpose is really important. Purpose is something what you often have to explain first. This because... is what I want to say. <laughs> Let, let's talk about this because, uh, yeah, it's not that easy to explain the purpose. I think from our perspective, sometimes When I first jumped into this field a few years ago, there was, was also confusing for myself, you know. There is a vision, there is a mission, there is a positioning, <laughs> there is a purpose. So what is what? Yeah. Um, and to be honest, it's really simple. When you can ask yourself, why I'm on this world? So what is my reason for being here? What is my benefit I want to give to the people out there? What kind of problem I solve, not on the what level. So not on the level of, is that now solving a technical issue and so on. Purpose is for me something emotional. That's my drive, why I do something. Purpose is, is really something what makes the difference in the world. Absolutely. I, you know, when you said defining why we are on this world from an emotional perspective, I immediately thought, <laughs> who can do that? Like every human being I know would ask him or herself this question. And it's nothing from my point of view that stays the same for your whole life. So it can also change and adapt throughout the years. But still, you really have to ask yourself this question. And even if you don't have an answer, and it can take some time to find the answer, it's, like I said, worth it to go through it. You know what Amazon's purpose is? Let me guess. Is it to create the best customer experience on the world? Yeah, be Earth's most customer-centric company. Ah. Earth's most customer-centric yeah. company. And why does everybody bought all this crazy stuff during lockdown on Amazon? Because it has such an easy and convenient return policy so that you can return your stuff. And this is customer centricity. So the, the purpose really fits to what the, the company is providing. And There are also some other really positive effects of purpose, which I wanted to talk about because I, I, I did some research and everybody could imagine that it's a differentiator for competition. Yeah, So when you have 
20 companies who do the same, like telehealth, for example, mm. brand is something that differentiates the companies from each other, which startup do you use to call, have a video call with your doctor, for example. But it also helps to direct time, money, and energy. Yeah. It's like I said, this saying 1,000 times no, because you know what you spend your time on, because you mm. can get lost so easily nowadays because everything sucks out. Brand is also very helpful in employee recruitment and retention. What I think is so interesting because you have read all those articles and reviews and analysis about Generation Z and what what Mm. they expect from an employer nowadays. And what I really like about Gen Z, and I'm not proud of them, but I really like this purpose-driven approach so that an employer has to be really authentic and human. That's clear. But why do I work for a company? I work for it because it represents what I believe in, what I can resonate with from making a change in the world yeah, mm. or being customer centric or solving this problem, but really from an emotional perspective. And when you find people who resonate on this emotional level, it's mostly a much more profound connection than all those superficial connections that we have. That, that's a great point, Marta, because I totally agree. So the wall of talent that's in our heads and in our fields and in the business, it's relevant to connect with these new generations because they have a new mindset. As, and yes, you said, they look for something where sense is in it. And from this perspective, what you said, to connect on a deeper level, to connect on the emotional level, on the one hand, it's important for the internal audience, but also it's a double fit because when you touch human, because consumers are also humans. I think that's a great point. So the, we're talking about humanizing your brand to connect with people or to connect with your employees and to connect with your consumers. I think that's a great fit in, to unleash really business potentials. That's really interesting because when I jumped into this field, people are always talking about how can a brand purpose influence the profit of a company? What do I have it out of it? So what's your perspective on that, Marta? What kind of benefits do you see in if a startup defines or unleashes a purpose in the early stage? So first, the hard facts. Companies guided by purpose return six times more to their shareholders than explicitly profit-driven rivals. It's unbelievable. Before I read that study, I thought, okay, profit-driven companies are, are generating more money, but it's not true. It's not true because, and here comes the thing, you increase your customer lifetime value, you have stronger sales, you have a better connection to your customers. And this is the thing where this resonance of purpose comes again into play. But I would love to ask you, what do you think? I've read a really interesting article on Brand 1, so the German management yeah, economics yeah. magazine. And it was really great that the real benefit of purpose is not return on investment, it's return on character. Ooh. And that's really interesting because for me, brands are getting much more, a brand and a human, they connecting and getting much more one. So brands getting more mm-hmm. human, they're getting identity, values, and so on. That was always there in the marketing field. But mm-hmm. for me, it's now getting this all together in a holistic approach. Every brand for me has a human touch. So Apple has Siri and 
brands are getting much more personal. They have to fit on a value level. They have to fit on a clear outcome level. Mm -hmm. But for me, humanizing your brand is the core for a future business success. And that's why I think it's so important for startups from day one building their story why they founded this thing. What's the benefit for the customer? What's the benefit for the society? Because mm-hmm. that's a point we um, didn't mention before. It's it's also about kind of sustainability. Sustainability uh, is n- no more trend. It's mandatory today. So the, the, the most important thing is to answer the why influence all your other business fields, like the proposition, or internal, the organization, the culture, and the identity. It's a steering wheel uh, for everything. When you start early to live your purpose, and that's the point, you have to live it. Defining, okay. Unleashing, okay. But it's all about purpose doing and purpose living. That's the most important arguments for startup to start with their brand, so defining their brand from day one. And of course, there are costs, perspectives, and so on. And at the first day, when you start your thing, marketing maybe is not in your budget calculation yet. You can start in in the little. You don't have to put marketing budgets all over the place to unleash your purpose. You can start with little steps. I have a question because I was really interested (laughs) by this return of character, which you said. Coca-Cola has a character. Maybe it has a different character for you than for me, but it has a character that is living by it. What do you think about that? I have so so many thoughts in my head. And return on character is something what really matters for brands. Because from my perspective, if you have on the left side, the fans of your brand, on the right side, the haters of your brand. I don't want to stand as a brand in the middle. Red Bull is a great example. There are a lot of haters because it's too dangerous for the sportsmen and the women when they yeah, do their stunts and so on. Yeah, yeah. And, but there are a lot of lovers out there. Yeah, um, yeah. That's the point. I don't say that you have to have, to have haters, but it's really a symbol or a picture to have a clear stand who you are. Now, I thought... You always have lovers and haters, always, in everything you do. And it's better to have more of those than the the people who are indefined or who just don't care about you. Coming back to the definition of the why, because I read this quote yesterday of (laughs) defining your purpose is to dare greatly. And maybe it's something even not so great what your why is and something more silent and, and still very important and connected to your heart. How is your process when you work with um, customers to find this why? To be honest, it's very simple. Ah. <laughs> the first thing is to talk with the people, talk to humans, what they believe, what they think, how they act. That sounds simple, <laughs> but the part to understand is not so easy because from our perspective, empathy, that's a human superpower. And empathy is really important to help these brands and these humans to unleash, to reawake their why. And this is always the critical point, the talks, mm-hmm. the interviews with the people and to ask the right questions. So finding the why is always also 
the power of asking questions. Yeah. You have to deep dive into this brand. That's really important. You have to feel the brand. When you help as an external partner, brands defining a purpose, in this short term where you guide them through this process, you have to be part of this brand. So you have to feel the brand. For us, it's really also important to integrate the whole team because you mentioned this before, that the purpose influenced the organization, that the purpose influenced the people. And that's logical because a culture <laughs> is made from the people. Yeah, absolutely. This is, was just, you, you can read my mind. This was just a question that I asked myself <laughs> while you were speaking, because when you unleash what is hidden down inside of the human through this open-minded listening and empathetic asking questions, you unleash something, but to keep it alive during everyday operations, this is really the hardest thing. So everybody knows it when you try to make a change in your life or integrate a micro habit. By, for instance, being aware, more aware and not that stressed is, is something that I dare to integrate into my life on an everyday basis. And I have to remind myself and sometimes it gets lost on the way of stress, for example. But when we come to purpose, it's a much more deeper thing. How do you keep it alive in everyday operations? Yeah. The, the biggest challenge, as you mentioned, is yeah. to keep it alive. It's really interesting. And there are solutions out there. So building rituals. What does this mean for our daily stand-ups? What does this mean for our meeting culture? What does it mean for our product development? What does it mean for our communications? That's the point. You have to translate it. And I think it's not as hard as it sounds. You can have some frameworks or some methods to translate this purpose into doing. And from this core, it spreads into every aspect of your operations and into your and daily business. Yeah. But how often do you need to be reminded of that? Because I can imagine so many companies who, oh, okay, we will be now very kind in our meeting culture. And after a few weeks, ah, they, they are screaming at each other. So how often do you need to be reminded of your values? <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> in the best case, every day. <laughs> But doesn't have to be such a great thing. So if you have two or three people in your organizations, you live that, who have this in their minds and in their actions in their doings together with the team and so on. It's maybe a dream that every employee is living this purpose with passion. And that's totally okay. If you have some people who are fans and ambassadors for this thing, then you reached a lot because mm -hmm. they bring it into your organization. They also help the others maybe to translate it into communications and doing better in product development and development of services. Yeah. That's my personal perspective. I can connect because usually when you work with groups, you have always those different kinds of personalities. And there are people who are like natural talents in being a culture ambassador, for example, yeah. who really care about the others and who care about the community and who want to keep people together and that everybody feels good and explain everything to newbies and stuff. This has nothing to do with the role you do. It's just a, a personality trait that people yeah. bring and you have them everywhere. Totally agree with you. Maybe to sum it up a little bit for our audience, what we discussed and well, what we can sum up is that a purpose is also for startups. It's always an internal part and an external part. So the internal part for me, why purpose matters is the motivation, the guiding star 
where we go and why we go there is also important for the external perspective because as you and Lisa mentioned in the VC initiative is that people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. That's really a change in our society, a change in the consumer behavior. So people asking questions. Yeah. And in our world where the communication is everywhere, where it's transparent, uh, that where everything is transparent, what you do, it's much more important that you can have an answer to the question, why you do it. Yes, If this fits to the mindset of the people, I think this purpose can add a big value to every startup because innovation technology, <laughs> the, the thing you do today is old tomorrow. It's such a massive speed in the market and purpose stays. It and changed a little bit over the years, as you mentioned, but this is something what comes out from your heart. That's, that's why I think purpose is, is a great booster for startups to be successful. I have nothing to add, Andrea. <laughs> Summed it up. I tried to throw in something in between, but you had a you had a run there. Um, only thing is, what what I really liked is that when you define this purpose as a team and resonate with each other together as a team, you are usually stronger than as an individual. So this connected purpose, this connected brand purpose, is is such a force in the market nowadays and mm. yeah I, i really think it's highly relevant yeah thank you very much for this interesting talk it's amazing that you and lisa putting this really important part for organizations and and companies yeah into the startup world because i think it's really worth for them to think about to awake their reason and find a place to go to so to all the startups out there listening. <laughs> Thank you, Andreas. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening to Tribe Talks. See you and hear you next time. And bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tribe Talks. We'd love to get your feedback. Or if you have any questions or a great story to share, just email us at hello at tribecalledhumans.com.